Hi guys, I'm Rachel and I'm Jess and this is Mothering On My Own podcast. Each episode will dive into stories of resilience, triumph and personal growth shared by women who are mothering on their own. This podcast serves as a reminder that you are not truly alone and there's a community of women who are navigating the highs and lows of this extraordinary journey. Join us as we unpack the many ways of mothering on my own. Hey guys, we are back with your next episode this week. Now, this is for your business girlies that are listening. Now, like every episode, there are so many themes woven into it, but we are chatting with Rose from Elixir Skin Fitness. Now, she owns a skin clinic here in Adelaide, a very successful skin clinic. So we chat with Rose. She became a single mom to three of her teenage kids. So I liked this conversation because a lot of the women that we have been chatting to their kids have been quite young when they split or they were pregnant when they went through a separation. So I think it was nice to just kind of have a chat to Rose and she shared the different conversations she had to have with her kids at that age because they were so aware what was going on. I think one of the coolest things that I think she highlighted so well in that conversation, I think there'd be so many women that think it could be a pipe dream to run a business, but you're like, I know nothing about running a business. I don't have the skill set. And what she really highlighted um, that is so true for me and for probably so many others that the skill sets that you learn from becoming a single mum, managing a home on your own, managing finances on your, so many of those skill sets are woven into business. And so if you are someone that's like, that's a pipe dream and I could never do it, it's like, well, actually you probably embody a lot of those characteristics now. So don't second guess yourself. Yeah. that was, I love that when she spoke about that for sure. Rose had such a burning purpose for what she was doing and she just didn't stop until she it came to fruition. So sure you feel super inspired by this chat and we just hope you really take something from it. We are chatting with the wonderful Rose Bonacera today, which I am just so excited to share with you guys and Rachel as well, because I've been seeing Rose for the past two to three years and she is genuinely a skin wizard. So <laughs> she is a leading dermal therapist and founder of Elixir Skin Fitness, which is an award-winning skin clinic located right here in Adelaide. She has over 20 years experience in the professional skincare industry and her experience ranges from educator, dermal therapist and working with a leading Sydney plastic surgeon to now running her very own business. So thank you so much for joining us, Rose. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and um, I hope my story inspires other women. You know, I, I think it's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. We always start the chats with a bit of a trip down memory lane and just kind of getting to know who you were before you became a mum. So who is Rose? Well, um, Rose was before kids, a very driven girl, which I still am, but just always wanting to achieve what I knew I was meant to do. I always knew I was going to be in the skin industry. It was just, you know, from year 12, I just knew what I was going to do. And I knew on some level I was going to have a business and be able to impact other people's lives. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. You know, as you know, at that age, you don't really know. You're still trying to discover who you are. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do all these things, you know, and just learn and, and be the best person that I could be. But I always knew I was going to be in the skin industry. It was just something that I don't know how I knew that, but I just knew. Is it because you loved treatments yourself or like what made you love it so much? I think because I enjoy looking after myself. Mm. My first job was in year nine and I had a job in a skin clinic in North Adelaide 
And I spent my first entire paycheck on skincare, <laughs> others disgust, you know. <laughs> I wanted to save money and blah, blah, blah. And I was spending my money on clothes and everything else. But yeah, uh, once I did that, my first paycheck on, on all the skincare, I was just obsessed because I knew how much I loved doing that. I loved looking after my skin. I loved the treatments. I was always watching what my boss was doing and how much she impacted her clients. So I, I just fell in love from that day. So yeah, I was actually in year nine when it all kind of started. And then from there, it just grew. I just started, you know, looking at what people were doing. I would, you know, go into skin clinics and just check out things and have a look at how they were doing things. And it was, I just knew that it was an industry I was just going to work in. You know, I was actually enrolled into uni. I was supposed to do accounting tried to kind of please my parents and uh, I enrolled into uni and did account or started with accounting and then I said look I'm not enjoying this I want to defer so I used every last cent that was in my savings account and I enrolled myself into beauty therapy so I paid for my own course deferred accounting I said to my parents I'll, I'll go back to it next year you know but just let me do this for now you know so they weren't too happy but that's how it all started so Went to TAFE, did my beauty therapy diploma, got a job in a, a, a leading salon in Norwood here in Adelaide and didn't look back from there. This episode is proudly brought to you by Rose and her team at Elixir Skin Fitness. Now, as I mentioned, I have been seeing Rose for the past three years and what I love so much about their approach is it's so tailored to what your skin needs. It is a holistic approach. So when you go in for your first meeting with Rose or her team, they sit you down and you go through so many details about your life and your regime and Rose really works out what's best for you and your skin. And if you're unable to get into the clinic to see Rose in South Australia, Rose has been kind enough to give us a discount code, which is Elixir20, and that will give you 20% off the Medicaid skincare range on their website. Now, I have used such a variety of the Medicaid skincare products through seeing Rose and whatever your skin concerns are, I'm sure you will find a product that is perfect for you. I love so much the approach that Elixir Skin Fitness takes. It's all about building your self-confidence from within and making sure that you are just feeling so beautiful in your skin to go about your daily life with confidence. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We absolutely love Elixir Skin Fitness and we know that you're going to love this episode by Rose. Can we ask, we're going to get into all of the nitty gritty of the business, but yeah. taking it back when you became a single mum, what led you to that decision? Was it something that was almost quite sudden or was it like a drawn out process for you? I kind of knew that with the relationship that I was in, it was very toxic. And look, I got married really young, as a lot of people do back in the day, you know. So um, I didn't really know who I was, but I was kind of in a relationship where deep down my gut feeling told me it wasn't right, but I wasn't aware of myself like I am now to know that that gut feeling is always right. So always tune into your intuition because it's never wrong. Anyway, got into that relationship we got married. The first year of my marriage was awful. I lost so much weight that I looked anorexic because I knew it was, I made the wrong decision. We had our ideas on relationships, our ideas on money, on parenting were completely different. And I knew that in the first year of my marriage, you know, and I'm the type of person, I'm, I'm not a quitter. I thought, you know what, Rose, you got yourself into this. You got to stick it out, try and make it work. What happened over the years is that I realized there were so many issues 
that were with him and he never resolved those issues. Instead, what happened, that was brought into our relationship. Person that I like to grow, I like to evolve, I like to share. I knew that on some day this relationship was going to end. But by that stage, you know, we got to the point where he wanted to have children. I wasn't quite ready because I was so career driven. I had a great career. I was working for a skincare company as an educator. I had a company car. I was traveling interstate. He became very controlling, did not want me to do that. And that's when it started to really change. As I started to succeed and get really good at my job, he started to then try to hold me back by saying, okay, I want to start having children now because he knew at that that if we started having kids, I could stop progressing in my career, I could stop traveling and stop becoming who I really knew I was meant to be. That's when things started to fall apart. I always wanted children. I love my kids to death, as most mothers do, right? Um, they're everything to me and they are my underlying strengths. They give me so much joy. When I talk about them, I get goosebumps because they're the most beautiful human beings and I'm sure you guys can relate as well with your own children. But at that point when we, when he wanted to have kids, I said to myself, okay, I want children when I'm really young. So I decided to have children and put my career on hold as mothers do, right? When we had our first child, it became a really toxic relationship to the point where I started to lose myself. I started to lose who I knew who I really was and what I was meant to do. But at the same time, I was responsible for another human being, you know, yeah. I loved my child. And I knew at that point that I had to devote all my time and put my stuff to the side as we do. Right. So I ended up having three children, but during that process, I always knew that at some point the relationship was going to end. So I started to focus on my career. I went back to study. It got a little bit, not very nice, quite nasty really. And it mm. happened at night. So the kids started to hear what was going on. And I thought to myself, I can't keep doing this. This is not right. This is not what I want. This is not what I deserve. And this is not what I want for my kids as an environment to grow up with, right? Mm. I didn't want my son to know that it was okay to treat women like that. And I didn't want my daughters to know that it was okay to put up with that treatment. We all have a gift. We all have dreams. We all have goals. It doesn't mean that you can't be a good parent by fulfilling your dreams and goals. And that's where I think a lot of guilt comes in for mothers because we feel like, okay, if I'm doing what's right for me, I'm feeling a bit guilty because I should be all about the children. Yep. That's not the case. If you don't follow your dreams and goals and stay on purpose with who you are as a human being, you can't be the mother that you want to be because otherwise resentment kicks in, you become miserable, you become unhappy, and then everything about your life starts to be about the children. And yeah. not that you don't love your kids, it doesn't mean that you're not there for them and you're abandoning them, but you also need to give back to yourself. And that's a really good example to set for your kids as well. These were the things that were going through my head. So I had to make a decision and I got very strategic about it because I'm just like that, I'm hardwired like that. So I thought, no, I've got to work on my career. And I knew at some point I was going to be strong enough and confident enough to say this relationship is now finished. So went back to study did my dermal therapy qualification. And once all my kids were in school and in Montessori, I got a job 
in a skin health clinic that was here in Adelaide. And I also had a second job teaching in, at TAFE. So I got my Cert 3 in training and assessment as well. So I had two jobs. What I did do, because I knew he was so unsupportive, and I think a lot of women can relate to this as well, he was very unsupportive of what I was doing. He tried to make it very difficult. So I worked out my hours for work according to my kids' schedule. So I was lucky enough that I could drop my children off at school, pick them up, and still be there for them at such a young age. Because to me as a parent, that was really important. But it's also hard work because you are running around, fitting around everyone else's schedule and then having a partner or in a relationship with someone, I don't really see him as a partner at the time, being there for his needs and demands and what he thought was the role of a wife. So it was tough because at the same time, I had to make time for myself to keep my mindset there, my confidence, look after my body, find time to exercise. So you're a businesswoman. We are business women. Like anyone that's a single mother, you are already in business. You know, you are in the business of yourself. You're in the business of managing your children, managing a house, working out the bills, finding the money to pay for things. And be there for your kids. And these were the things that were going on in my head. And what I knew I had to do was a game of survival. And there would come a day that I was going to say, we're done. And what gave you the strength? My kids. Because I knew that I wanted more for them. I wanted them to grow and evolve, find out who they really are as human beings and what their purpose was here in life. And I wanted them to be the best that they could be. Like I said, we've all got a gift, we've all got a purpose and I wanted them to find themselves and really tune into who they were meant to be and also go through high school, enjoying high school and, you know, that was important for me. Their education was everything and I wanted them to go through high school and go through school knowing that I was there to support them, be there for them and obviously get through school in without falling off the rails. That was for me a real driving point. So I guess there were sacrifices that had to be made and on my behalf and those sacrifices came with social life, with dating. I knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of time for that. So, and that's okay, you know, because when we decided to split, um, you know, I, that day came and it's funny, this is going to sound a little cringy, but I was having a cup of tea. I was looking out the window and this sunlight just came in. And it hit me in the face and I just had all the sunlight on me. And I knew it was my grandma. Um, I knew it was my my granny saying, this voice inside my head, today is the day. I just knew today was the day it was going to happen. And that's exactly what I did. When he came into the kitchen, I said, this isn't working. We're not meant to be together. We have very different ideas, very different goals, dreams, parenting, money. Everything was very different. And yeah the fun began. Something that I think is so important to highlight and I think many, I wouldn't even say women, I think many relationships, we kind of make these mistakes. You said that you had differences in parenting, ideas on finances. You know, when we fall pregnant, we spend all this time and energy looking up what pram we're going to buy, what, how we're going to decorate the nursery. Instead of before you fall pregnant, go, you know, what do we see for our future financially? Who's going to take time off work? you know, 
have an understanding of all of these beliefs and values to actually see if we should choose to go through one of the biggest partnerships you could possibly go through. And I think so many of us do that. And we focus a lot of time on stuff that probably isn't so important than the, you know, big issues like that. You went through a separation when your kids were in school, like you said. What does the conversation look like with kids that are at that age? You know, Jess and I, we had little so we haven't had to have such big conversations. Did they know it was coming? You know, Jess's brother shared that he felt relief when it happened. Do you know what the experience was like for your school kids? Well, great question because, yes, they were at an age where they could understand and they knew what was happening. Yeah. So before I before I said to their dad that it was over, I had a conversation with the three kids and I said to them, look, this is happening. Your dad and I really can't live together. We don't get along and it's not a nice environment for you guys to grow up with. So I want better for you. Nothing is going to change except for the fact that your mum and dad can't live together. This has nothing to do with you. You've done nothing wrong. It's purely mum and dad have very different ideas and that's what it comes down to. You're still going to go to school. You're still going to see your friends. You're still going to have a house to come home to. Your clothes are going to be washed. Nothing is going to change on that regard, except for the fact that your mum and dad can't live together. We both love you very much. And it just means that life's going to change a little bit, you know? And I look back on that day and I'll never forget this as long as I live. My girl said to me, why did you wait so long? Yeah. 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 So my son didn't say too much at the time, but the girls said to me, why did you wait so long? So they knew. I'm glad I had that conversation. I think for me, it was important to treat them as humans and they have their own mind. They can understand, you know, never underestimate your child because they know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're resilient. As long as they know that they're secure and that they're in a safe environment, they will be okay they'll become resilient they'll adapt to change and if anything I think it's taught them to become adaptable to things from that day on they started to they just bloomed like once we were in an environment where it was just us four that arguing had gone I could focus on them I could focus on myself focus on our life and rebuilding our life together they completely changed I had a lot ahead of me with my kids going through high school, but I had to be the mum and the dad, which I think the single mothers, we do that naturally. So not only are we taking care of them and giving them that nurturing side, but we're also supporting and protecting them as well. It's interesting you said that you thrived when you did separate because I know lots of women do share that with us, that when you're already doing everything, which you said you were, you were already doing everything in the home. When you were able to move out of that toxic sort of environment, you probably felt peace and you were already doing everything on your own. So now you were removing the conflict and able, still doing everything on your own, but at least had the ability to have a bit of peace. You know, amongst all of this, you go through this, you've got three kids at school and then you decide to start your own business. Yeah. (laughs) There would be so many single mums listening and going, I would love to one day run my own business. How did you do it? You know, how did you do it financially? Was this a long thing that you had to strategize or did you just go, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to make it happen. 
Well, I always knew that I was going to have my own business. And because I had gotten back into the industry before the separation happened, I was already working. I'd done my dental therapy qualification. I was teaching as well. I knew that there was a gap in the industry. I knew that there was a business to be created to be able to help people on a completely different level with their skin. I wanted to create something that was more integrative, answer a lot more questions for clients, why they were seeing what they were seeing in their skin, and also understand that when you're going in for a skin treatment, it's not up to the client to decide what they need to have done. It's up to the therapist. And unfortunately, there was a gap in industry where the therapist was just facilitating these treatments without a full understanding of what was really going on with that client. So that was where the idea started. And I separated from my husband, got a divorce that I couldn't wait for that day because I knew then that I'd start to get the ball rolling. And it was two years after that I developed my own business. And I was renting at the time uh, a house, which was fine because it was transitional. And I put every last cent that I had in my bank account into my business. And I took a huge leap of faith because number one, I believed in myself. I always knew that I was going to do this and I always knew the industry needed this. And I wanted to give back to people, you know, that these were the things that were going on in my head. It was all about giving back. So yes, I put every last cent that was in my bank account into my business. So I didn't have a normal kind of settlement with regards to what happens going through divorce. You know, we came to a verbal agreement that I would have the children full time, which I wanted. For him, it was about control because then I could move on with my life and date and whatever else, but I didn't care about that. I had the kids at home and um, he used to see them, you know, Wednesday after school for a couple of hours and on a Sunday for a few hours. So in that time that I had those few hours, I would start to plan, I would get ideas, I would work around, you know, how I was going to do this. So to ground myself and have the ideas come to my head, those few hours that I had to myself, I used to go to the beach. I was started to become attracted to books. So I was reading and reading and reading on philosophical books, you know, manifestation, law of attraction. I know Jess, you're really big with this as well. You know, I was attracted to so many books on that, you know, how can I bring my idea to fruition? What was the strategy I needed to follow to be able to do this without abandoning my children? And being there for them at the same time. And I think as a single mom, that goes through a lot of our heads. How are we going to do this? How are we going to have the money behind us and being able to put food on the table and be there for our kids? So I was just planning and, and strategizing. I created a business plan and put the numbers there and thought, nah, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I want a better life for my children. I want to set the example for them that they can achieve their goals and dreams and at the same time give back to the community and the industry, but also give back to myself. I became, I felt full. I felt like I was, I felt like my heart was full, you know, like I really realized that I could achieve whatever I wanted to do if I just believed in myself. And that's where it all started. Yeah, and what a success it is now. And obviously I can see it after. Because how long have you been in business now with Alexa Skin? Ten years this year. Ten. See, that's, like I said, I've only known you for the last two to three years. So I'm seeing, you know, the end of it and we're all celebrating the success with you now. 
what were the most challenging times to begin with? Like, what did you find the hardest about single parenting and opening the business? Being there for the children and also wanting the business to succeed. So as you know, anyone in business, we need to work at it. It's a 24-7 thing if you don't switch off. So that was the hardest thing. So the way that I got through that was still being able to drop off my children to school. So I started my clients after I took them to school. When they were due to be picked up, I would have a two-hour lunch break. I'd go get them from school, take them home, feed them, make sure they started their homework. Mind you, I could do this because my oldest one was about 13 at the time. Once they were all settled at home, I would go back to work and work till about 7, 7.30 at night. So um, that's how it started. And I just started in one little room. I hired a room um, in a practice that had a naturopath, a remedial massage therapist. So they were in alignment with what I was about. So I was really happy to start there. And I guess the challenges came financially because there was a point where I didn't know how I was going to pay my gas bill. You know, like there was a time where... I thought, wow, I've invested a lot of money in equipment. So I got very creative. So I decided, okay, this piece of equipment that I bought, I wasn't really utilizing in the way that I could have. So I sold it, put that money back into the business and got very creative with marketing. And then the message started to get out there more and more. I started to have more clients come through. The word started to spread, got active on social media and that's how it all began. And there's something that we always talk about a lot, Rose, the strength and resilience that comes with becoming a single mum is just incredible. Would you say that you owe your success of your business to that? 100%. 100%. Look, we learn the most about ourselves through relationships, right? And as much as that relationship was toxic, I still have compassion. I wish him all the best, but our journeys are completely different. But it taught me a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my own self-worth. I learned a lot about what I deserved and who I was meant to be. So I'm grateful for that experience because I don't know who I'd be without that. Um, so it did give me a really um, huge underlying strength, as do my kids. They give me an incredible strength to keep going. They've been nothing but supportive. So, you know, Alexis Skin and Fitness is also very grateful to, the, to them, you know. They have been very supportive. I, I can't wait to come when I'm in Adelaide. I think I'm going to be in Adelaide in March, so I can't wait to come. And I've got a million skin questions. I've obviously seen you on Jess's page and I've actually seen you across the board with friends that I have in Adelaide. So you've obviously built a bit of a cult-like following in Adelaide. For our business savvy gals or ones that are looking at business, how do you create that sort of cult-like following? How do you build that? It is about relationships and people know when you are authentic and when yeah. you're doing the right reason and when you genuinely care. I think deep down, we are all searching for you, right? We mm -hmm. all want the best quality life. We all want to look our best as we get older. So for me, it was about sharing my knowledge. It was about sharing my knowledge and what I could give back to these clients that had a lot of concerns about themselves. And that's how the conversation started, you know, this is going on with my skin, Rose. What do I do about it? I've tried different treatments. Nothing's worked. But when I focused on the education side of things and really gave them the answers they needed to hear with what was going on, it's kind of like a light turned on in their heads and they thought, oh, wow, that's how it's happening. So 
So the education, the relationship building, building trust with my clients, because that's what it's about. They know, people know who I am, you know, like I'm, I am who I am. There's no fakeness here. When you come in here, like I'll tell you things straight, but it also became about life experience as well. So some of the conversations that I've been in with my clients, they've really started to confide in me in, in regard to what was going on with their life, right? Whether it was an unhappy relationship, how they wanted to achieve their goals and dreams in business. So we started to develop really good relationships with people. And, you know, if there's any of my experience that I can pass on to somebody so they can have a better life, I'm going to do it, you know, because I want to share this with everyone. You know, I want everyone to have an amazing life and you are worthy. You are worthy of achieving your dreams and goals. Whoever's listening, you are definitely worthy of achieving what you want to achieve. If you have an idea and you believe in yourself and you know you're meant to do something, you need to follow that and you need to listen to it. And you just get strategic about how you can be there for your children and at the same time have a good quality life for yourself and give back to yourself as well. I'm sure that you guys can even just hear from listening to this, that's what you give when you go to your appointments. I just remember my first ever appointment, you know, there's these quite extensive I guess, questionnaires, because you really do want to get down to the root of who you are as a person, to your routines, to, you know, obviously what you're eating and your lifestyle, because I mean, you can speak to this, Rose, what you see on the outside, it all comes from within. And I mean, actually, you know, our gut and whatnot. And do you find going deep with your clients, that's how you kind of find the best results for people? Totally. In that consultation, so many clients end up crying because it's not because I'm a mean person, but... (laughs) Um, I guess it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like, I know how to point and I know how to get to the root cause of what's going on with them. You know, I think we've all been through times where we get a bit down and we start to lose faith in ourselves. We don't look the way we used to. We lose self-confidence. We look at ourselves in, our, in the mirror. Yeah, our body's changed. Our skin's changed. We start to naturally see the signs of the aging process. But along with that, if we've got an environment that we're in a relationship with someone that's also toxic, you start to lose that light that's inside of you. And if that person is treating you badly, it's going to show up in your skin because everything that's going on internally, all that chemical reaction, everything that's going on inside is going to show up in your skin. You're going to start to look really dull, really lifeless. You're going to get breakouts. You're going to get pigmentation. We're all genetically predisposed to something, but it's going to start to randomly show up. You're going to get gut issues. Stress impacts our gut. It's going to start to make us feel anxious and have self-doubt and feel like we can't do what we're, what we want to do. You know, you lose your confidence. And these are the conversations that I have with my clients. So for me, it's incredibly rewarding when I first meet someone to, to 12 months after to see the huge change that out of that person they just glow and I'm not talking about that superficial glow I know what I can do for skin but it's that inner glow that you have because you're truly happy and living on purpose and looking after your children and if you're lucky enough to meet your person along the way how incredible like once you make that decision within yourself that I choose to be happy and I'm worthy of this everything starts to align what you need just show up. The people that you need, the money that you need, the the confidence that you need, everything starts to align. But it comes with 
who you are and what you feel like you're worthy of. Yeah. It's fun you speaking, Rose, about what comes out in your skin when you're going through these emotional times. We first met after my separation because I suffered from extreme dermatitis after I went through my separation and I'll put some photos up on our um, Instagram because it was down kind of all underneath my eyes, around my nose, through my chin area. And that's when I first reached out to you for help because not only are you going through something that's so painful, but then you're, you're actually feeling your, your crappest as well because your skin starts, like you said, it comes from within and then it you know comes outwards. So that's when I came in and met with you, Rose, and we started the journey of treatments and my skin is, I haven't had dirt. I get little bits of dermatitis here and there, but nothing compared to that stress. And one of the biggest triggers to dermatitis is stress. Yep. Right. Yeah. And emotionally you at the time, for anyone that's gone through a traumatic um, experience, you know, you know, emotionally impacts you on such a deep level. You know, we store all of our emotions inside in our gut, right? And then that starts to impact our hormones and how we feel about ourselves and how things are just functioning on a daily basis. You know, one day you wake up and you're, you're not bloated and you, you know, you can put on your pair of jeans and nothing hangs out, you know, but then the mm -hmm. next day, you know, you put on your pair of jeans and it's like, what is going on today? It's such an up and down roller coaster ride, you know, and yeah. Those types of emotional experiences has a, have a huge impact on our body and it's just expressed differently in a single client. So when you get down to that root cause and you find out what the trigger is, which for me, that's how I work in the clinic, that's when you start to see the change. That's when you start to see that client just flourish. Is there anything that you do, I guess, day to day, any tools that we could give to our community that you find that really help you continue in that mindset that you have? Totally. I do meditate every day. So um, before I go to bed night, I practice gratitude. So I'm thankful for the day, I'm thankful for the lessons and the journey and what's happened during that day. But then in the morning I meditate and I always manifest that I'm going to have an amazing day and I'm going to impact people's lives. You know, uh, those things that are, personal to me about achieving in my life, success in business, success in family, relationships, financials, that they're the things that I affirm every day. And I affirm it in such a way that I've already got it. These are the things that, that, that I repeat to myself. So subconsciously, the brain recognizes that it's already happening. And don't get me wrong, you know, I've had times and days that have been challenging. You know, I've had staff issues. I've had financial stuff go on over the years. You know, it, it, we're human. You know, we're not invincible. We're human. So it's not always smooth sailing right, but staying focused and true, honoring your values and staying true to who you really are will get you through that. And just those those practices of gratitude and manifestation every day, meditation always, always help me. And when I'm feeling like I'm not grounded, I go straight to the beach and that's where I just get my answers. It, it's just the reason the beach has always given me giving me the answers that I need to hear. That's just my. Yeah, amazing. You sound like your life has been very, very full. Have you had any moments or times that you've been able to date or is that even on your radar right now? Um, there was a time where I thought I haven't got time to date. I just was so focused on my career. But then the universe for some reason presented people to me. So I dated, you know, a couple of guys throughout the past 10 years. Interestingly enough, I attracted the same narcissistic behavior that I had previously. 
So it's almost like the universe had to teach me the lesson again and say, okay, Rose, have you learned your lesson yet? Do you really understand your self-worth? So I went through a few challenges in that in that regard and dated a couple of guys that didn't work out. I didn't bring anyone home to my children because for me personally, I wasn't interested in introducing anyone to my kids unless I knew that it was going to be a serious long-term kind of friendship relationship type thing. So up until now, I haven't really met my person, but I'm also to blame for that because I'm not proactive enough, (laughs) you know, so I need to get a bit more proactive on that. And I think I've reached a point now where my kids are out of high school and I do want to start dating. And I think I'm open to it now. You know, my kids are open to it. Um, They know it's going to happen one day. And for me, that's a huge relief because for them to want to see me happy, that's just amazing to hear. So I can truly relax and just let it come to me, you know? Say we've got a single mom that's listening to this right now that just dreams of having their own business one day but has no idea how how on earth they're going to get there. What would you have to say to someone right now? Put it on paper. Start writing down what your idea is. Do your market research. Find out where the gaps are in your industry. Find out what you know people need but they don't know they need it yet. That's what you need to do. Write it down on paper, do a business plan, look at your competitors and see what they're doing, what they're charging and what your point of difference is and know your why. Why are you doing this? What is the reason why you're doing this? Because that's the message that you've got to get across to people. Why should they come and see you for for whatever it is you're doing? So you know yourself, you've got an idea. You know yourself that you're trying to give back. You've just got to understand your why and know the end result of what you're doing. Make sure that you're going to have the financials behind you because the first three years of business, you're throwing everything back in there. So be prepared for times that you may not have, I guess, disposable income, you know, to be able to travel or or do those things for a while until you start to see your business start to flourish. So if you're going to make that choice to own your own business, you got to commit, you got to do it really love there was one comment that you made that I think we're gonna have to like put on highlight is if you're a single mum you're kind of already a business owner you're running the household you're running your own career you're running your own personal growth and goal like far out you can't find a better you know CEO than that it's actually really interesting I went for a job at one point while I was a single mum I am self-employed but there was one element where I thought I would take this job And the man actually said to him, look, I'm a bit uncomfortable with it. You're a single mum. And I don't know. He was worried about time and how I'd be able to do it. And I literally said to him, I'm like, I'm sorry, but for what I've been able to do, you could not find someone better that is more capable than what I've bloody done on my own. And he was like, oh, and he just, I could recognize that he just wouldn't have the capacity to understand. But I was like, yeah, there's no one better that's more self-sufficient, that's more better with their time management than a single mum. We can bloody do it all. Yeah. You are a businesswoman already and you are managing yeah. things. So use that same analogy and that approach to your idea. You yeah. already know how to do it. You've got the fundamentals because it's a natural thing. You've just got to basically do your business plan. Like I said, work out all of those things that we talked about and then decide, okay, where is it going to happen? Where's the place that I want to start this idea? How am I going to do it? Is it an online thing? Is it somewhere where I need to find 
a shop front for or a place to, to set up. Once you've discovered that, you work out your, I guess, costs, what your costs are and on your and your return on investment, right? So cost versus return on investment. I'm charging a certain amount for my treatments. Am I going to get the return on that to cover my costs? Anything left over, amazing. But if there isn't at the moment, you just want to cover costs and build, build, build. And there is no turning off. You know, you will work really late at night on this. You will wake up at 2.30 in the morning like I do with ideas and I write them down, you know, because it all comes to you at times. It's so random, you know, and you're going to be working on the business as well as in it. So find a mentor, find someone that knows more about running a business than you do. And if there are things, there are things that you don't have strengths in doing, delegate. It's okay to do that, but you just can't overcommit to delegating at first. You need to understand your business on a very intimate level before you can start to employ or outsource. That's really important. And no one gets the message across for your business like you do. So mm -hmm. in social media marketing and you want to talk about your business and, and start networking, no one's going to do that better than you because you know your idea better than anybody and what your authenticity is with it as well. So yeah, it's you're going to learn how to do every part of the business, but that's the fun in it. It's fun. It's a journey, you know, from, from one point to the other, it should be fun. It shouldn't be a chore. If you're doing it and it feels like a chore, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. And was it worth it? hundred percent. Like the ideas, the ideas are still flowing. Where this business is going, I know where it's going and it's starting to become very much like a uh, business, uh, I guess, sorry, female empowerment, self-confidence. Uh, my next event is all centered around that. And it is about really you know, tuning into your core and, and who you really are meant to be. You know, yeah. when was the last time you walked into a, into a room and truly owned it? When was the last time you truly felt that level of self-confidence that when you walked into a room, everyone turned around and said, she looks really good, what's she doing? They're the sort of things that you want to hear, make people a bit curious. So I think if we can get that message across to people, and I absolutely love what you guys are doing, I think this podcast is amazing. It's totally in alignment with what I know a lot of my clients need to hear. And I think if we can get that message across, I think you've definitely done your job. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us and empower so many, I'm sure, mums that are listening. So thank you so much. Oh, you are very, very welcome. Oh, thanks, Rose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mothering On My Own. If you'd like to connect with us further, please follow our Instagram at motheringonmyown.podcast.